TC and Jake. What's up, girl dad? So you know how, uh, like, imagine a pitcher. It's got the best fastball in baseball. Whoever you think has the, the best fastball in baseball. Michael Kopech. Absolutely. Number one. If they threw that pitch every single time they got up, uh, you'd, you'd, you'd be in a bad spot. Like, people would hit it. You know, like, there's no pitch good enough that uh, you can't hit it if you don't know it's coming. Uh, this is a game theory thing, right? Sure. Like, uh, you, you, you got to present people with some other options for them to worry about in order for the, uh, the thing that you actually do well to be able to uh, be done well. And that is why I think it's pretty clear that Kobe Bryant, at best, was like a neutral factor on most of the teams he was on. Oh, my God. My eyebrows. Like the last They're five minutes singed. of a game, he's shooting it every single time. It's super easy to defend. His stats in those situations were absolutely fucking atrocious. <laughs> oh, he tried shit. to get the game winner like 50 fucking times a season. And yeah, he came up with like five of them in those situations. So people would be like, fuck, five game winning shots from Kobe this year. What, a, what an accomplishment. Damn. There's a lot of hot Kobe takes, but this lane, it was wide open. <laughs> wide open, but I, like I was just absolutely nothing else. Absolutely disgusted to hear you just sit by as uh, Corby was like, you know, people talk about LeBron and Jordan, but like, why isn't Kobe in that situation? I think you even were like, yeah, yeah, you totally should be. He's about 50 fucking uh, point, percentage points of shooting away from uh, being in that conversation, my friend. He's a 45% shooter. Jordan was at 50. Let's pull up those EFGs. Jo uh, he doesn't belong with Jordan. Um, but I think he makes a, I think he's a decent spot to be the third out of those. Like, I don't feel, feel the gulf. He's, he's definitely third. three, but I don't think he's not third, not third of all time, but yeah. I think he's, you know, once you add in, you know, your wilts, maybe top 15. Oh no, he's top 10. Come on. Don't, that's, that's fucking insane. Let's see here. And I, but I, I will tell you this though. I do remember being, um, particularly perturbed. His net ratings like five for his career. Okay, he was on some really bad teams. Why were they bad, Jake? Because he ran Shaq off or something. Yeah. But that's not necessarily an on-floor. Uh, let's see here. I think you got to go... Certainly Kareem and Wilt. But then I think it gets a little... I think he's in that, that next bit of conversation there, right? I think Kevin Garnett's a better player. I think Tim Duncan's a better player. Man. I think Tim Duncan meant a lot more to winning than Kobe Bryant did. I honestly haven't thought about it that much. I think a big part of the reason, sometimes in basketball in particular, this is why I kind of hate it in football. And I, Can uh, you tell the story of the game when it starts talking about I think Dirk is definitely better. Yeah, I think I probably overrate Dirk too, though. I don't know about overrate, if overrate is the word, but you know, you, you often hear people have him in the 13 to 18 range, and I've always thought he was more 6 to 10. But I think Garnett, Duncan, Kobe, and Dirk should all be considered pretty comparable. It did used to drive me crazy, but I was going to say, though, is when people would hype up his clutch stats. Yeah. And same thing. And I think even Robert Ory has, like, kind of not that good clutch stats. Like he just liked shooting it and, like, yeah. No, he just hit a couple that mattered. Yeah. But... 
I mean, maybe that's like your super, super clutch type moments where it's the last 30 seconds. But I think um, you get into the deal with, with basketball players where like impact starts sort of morphing into production and actual plus minus. I would say my greatest appreciation of Kobe, because it's not like I don't have any, my greatest appreciation of Kobe is uh, like, is a cultural figure. Yeah. Like, like, like just what it means for someone to go out there and be like, fuck it. I'm shooting every time. Uh, And from like the age of 19. Yeah. And like just the, 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 the determination and will like there's never been so hard-headed a player and I think that I I I find a ton of respect in that. <laughs> of course. Like and I I understand like I do think that everyone like like the way that every single player has been like, you know what? He was my inspiration. That's why this affects me so much because whenever I thought of basketball, I thought of him. I think that his the way that he played like embodies the mentality of basketball better than just about anyone that's ever played because he had just that, you know, just absolute, like, fuck you, going to put it in your eye. Like just every single time down the court, like just a ball of fucking, you know, just doing whatever he wants. Uh, that, that part of him is absolutely beautiful, but like, it's, it's also not effective basketball, (laughs) you know, like it's a bad idea. Like fucking pass every once in a while, you asshole. Yeah, that's a that's a raging debate among the NBA intelligentsia is how to treat players like that appreciation wise. You know, like are you because you'll get called a nerd if you're like, uh, well, you got. I mean, that's a boring way to play. You know, it doesn't look like what the bat. Not even just the basketball I grew up playing, but like the basketball you'll see if you go up to the Y or LA or a park right now. Nobody is like running around talking about, hey, you're taking bad shots, and in fact. Um, if you take extra bad shots or if you take a lot of bad shots and hit them is how people started yelling Kobe in pickup. <laughs> and I will tell you that of all the tributes to Kobe, the one that short circuited me the most, well, actually the one was the basketball crying basketballs cartoon <laughs> that you tweeted. I don't want to, I want to make sure that the, that bad boy stays top of the pops gold medal, but the silver would be. Cause that's how crying works. Yeah, you know? Exactly. You just, a human, you cry babies. Yeah. A little gummy bear-sized humans. <laughs> but no, they're not even babies. They're you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's whatever age you are. Clones. Yeah. Um, a bunch of kids outside of Staples Center um, throwing trash <laughs> together uh-huh. and yelling Kobe. Yeah. Like where in the world, where in human history has a collective, a collection of people hurling garbage at each other and yelling the name of the deceased been contributed or been considered a touching tribute? Uh, I definitely want to talk Kobe, but I also don't want to forget to mention real quick that uh, we are on Dave Veranda right now. And right before we started, my dog, as I think she's losing her mind a little bit and I've been out of town. I've never seen it before. I didn't actually see it happen, but I've been out of town since last Sunday, so I haven't cleaned up dog poop in a week, and I usually do it like every three or four days. And yeah, it, that's 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 around my rate. Yeah, and it's always been crazy to me that dogs. That was a joke. I've never cleaned up Henry's poop in my life. Who does it? No one. It just stays there. That's right. Fertilizer. He's a small dog. Yeah, I still it's a big I, yard. I clean it up not so much because we get back there, but it's always weird to me how a dog knows not how to not step in its own shit. Especially when, well, when it's like winter or and the grass is not green at all and it just kind of blends in. 
but I've always thought, man, that's gross. I don't want that on her paws if she's coming inside. So uh, it's been a week since I've done it, and we look over and like in like serial killer style, like she's in the shoe, <laughs> like uh, yeah. in, ma- in maximum security. She has decided to... Trying to make the case to the judge that she's not competent to stand trial. A hundred percent, yes. My, <laughs> Milo just got off on insanity because right in the middle of her, of her fucking spine, she has somehow smeared one entire shit on it, the middle of her back. It looked exceptionally fresh. It did, yeah. Like, like I, I think that she might have just put it down and picked it back up. Right, and it, like she had to lay right on it and then squirm around. Man, that fucking owl is tripping me out, dog. Yeah, there's a live owl at the top of Dave Veranda. The white owl. Yeah. He just stares at you, bro. That's nice. Is he missing an eye? Hard to say. I only see one from this side. Yeah, that's he's 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 majestic, but also terrifying at the same time. Because I feel like if he wanted to, he could come down here and fuck me right up. Dude, you're a lot bigger than him. His bones are fucking brittle. This is. This would be an easy one. I think an owl could beat me in a fight. No, not a chance. Because what they would do is they would stun me to a point where I got on my back, and then if I got on my one back... One fucking I'm, whack, you're taking this... You Like, birds can fly because their bones are hollow. I know, like, but they'd be really hard to punch, though. Don't even punch You'd be it. stunned. Just kind of backhand it. Just fucking slap at it. Don't you think you'd be stunned if that thing came down here right now? I mean, not... I wouldn't have a chance about it. Square. Ooh, ooh. I could do it. So, yeah, my... T- <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've made a lot of nature achievements lately, so um that that would just be one more to add to the list. I went on a nature walk this morning, Jake. I saw your picture. Any dogs out there trying to get themselves into <laughs> mandatory probation rather than the chair? Um I uh I think so they there's a part so we we went to like a uh like so uh Whenever I was working on the Griggs campaign, there was uh, two volunteers. They're twin brothers, uh, super cool guys, nicest guys, super helpful to the campaign. And they like initially mentioned like, "Hey, the reason why we want on board, you know, to help the campaign is our friend Ben Sandifer told us that it's a good campaign." And I was like, "Holy shit, you guys know Ben Sandifer? Because he's uh, <coughs> mentioned in the press a lot when it comes to like nature-related issues." Like, uh, you know, if someone's trying to build that uh, Trinity Forest golf course and they're fucking dumping all their toilet leavings in uh, the nature preserve next to it, then it's Ben Sandiford that's going to go and be like, hey, I was walking around there. I saw him do it. Like, that guy appears to spend all of his waking moments just exploring the Trinity Forest. And uh, so they're like, yeah, we know Ben. Uh, We go on his nature walks, you know, every week or so. Uh, you should go. And I said, I would love to. And we've been trying to line it up. And I I think that they kind of went dormant during the winter. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I guess it's still winter. But uh, this morning it lined up and I I gave it a try. (laughs) Uh, If you're wondering what my fitness level it is, uh, it's uh, tapped out after nature walk. Did you... uh, (laughs) That's that's where I am. Did you wear your NFL on Fox smoking jacket? Nah, dude, dude. Fuck that up. Yeah. I was wearing clothes that it was okay with a bunch of Brush. leaves and branches snapping at. So how long were you out there? Um, we started at 7. We got back at 11. Damn. Just the two of y'all? No, no. It was, uh, it was a little group. <laughs> no, no. Blaze no. up. No, I don't know how the rest of the group feels about that. Now, that was definitely... Um, 
you know, like, like as I was like breathing deep, I'm like, sorry to do this to you lungs after the way you were treated last night. Oh like, yeah. That's a quick turnaround. Like eight <laughs> hours later. Back to back. Yeah. The Denver Sacramento. Can't, can't give us a break here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, we went up on, uh, the Piedmont Ridge trail is, uh, is a big trail down there. And, uh, you know, just being up on Piedmont Ridge and you be able to see downtown with nothing but forest spreading in between you and there. And then, uh, and yeah, but they, uh, so at one point they were in a canyon and they, they were going to go down. And I was kind of like, like there was some people that in the group that were like, we're just going to stay here. And I was like, they, they kind of seem to have a good idea that I like. So I didn't go with them. Uh, but, but on the, uh, the way down, they, they found a skull. Oh, nice. Uh, not a human skull. They, they did tell me that Ben has seen, uh, two dead bodies in the forest i believe both were natural causes one was like a flood drowning situation i think another was just like uh i don't know too old for the trail or something i'm not sure walk around dallas long enough you'll you'll see some fucking deads i guess (laughs) yeah um but uh but yeah so they uh they had a skull and they they weren't sure what it was they thought it might have been big coyote but uh they also had uh Pitbull who got down too far and couldn't figure his way back out. Oh no! Cool. I mean, I guess whatever it was, it's you know it's dead now because it's got a skull. Do you think um, Ben would take a knee for the Pitbull? I, I don't know. Have you not seen the Pete ad? <laughs> yeah, I have, but that wasn't people taking knees on behalf of animals. That would be the Pitbull taking a knee for well, itself. At the end of the ad, that little girl does take a knee, and it's for the animals. I couldn't get to the end. Yeah. Kind of got the got the point. Oh, dude! Then who knows? You missed the bald eagle. Then uh, maybe I did. The bald eagle takes an e. He's the closer. <laughs> you know, sure he is. He's fucking Sandman. Uh, they told us that uh, Ben will auction these off, like the the nature walks, for like uh, charitable purposes or something like that. And uh, your guy, uh, Clark Hunt. This is a. Uh, I I took a walk with Clark Hunt's nature guy. Okay. The two people getting the tour, me and Clark, not together at the same time. I want to be clear, but right. he's seen the tour. He knows what it's about, and that's the tour I was on. He's a uh, he's a very kind, gentle man. Yeah, yeah. I and it's weird because who seems like a guy who might like nature walks. Yeah, yeah. And it was weird. It was um, as they were telling me that that I uh, ate shit. I ate <laughs> shit once. Oh no. Yeah. It's a very slippery trail. A lot of elevation changes. Going down a little ridge. And those new balances are not made for that. Uh, I was even wearing shittier shoes than this because I didn't want to... These are, these are, believe it or not, the nicest shoes I currently have. You got some J's? Those like the cool grays? I do, I do. I have trail shoes. Yeah? We bought them whenever Should've we went to that. Patagonia. They were That's only good. like... I mean, I say only. They're 50 bucks, which yeah, is cheaper than yeah, buying cool grays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've only worn them like twice. Yeah. But in the event that I... We used to go camping a lot more. And the other thing is, I feel like I find this is weird. I mean, you should try. Uh, I, I'm i not going to do this every week, but uh, I'll do this again. And there's some cool shit out here, too. Yeah. Out by yeah, the yeah. lake. There's a bunch of cool. I've always thought this is a weird thing about um, nature attire in general, right? Hunting, I get it. But I don't really understand why all nature or camping type clothing feels the need to all be earth toned. Yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta fucking blend in. Well, yeah, what are we hiding from? <laughs> yeah. Like we're, we have a fucking truck, or yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah, or we have like, you know whatever. It doesn't make any sense. But we have a we have a buddy that uh, he wears camping clothes all the time as normal attire. Uh huh. 
Chase is yeah. uh, is Earth Tone Jones over there. Like he's, yeah. I've never seen him in a outside of a very small spectrum of of colors. And so yeah, you can't wear the, the trail shoes anywhere mm-hmm. because they uh, look like trail shoes. But mm-hmm. if they were maybe blue, yeah, you might be able to get some utility out of them. Um, but yeah, the thing like meeting Clark Hunt was was weird because I had just been two days prior to where Robert Kraft got jerked off. Yeah, and I just can't imagine clark hunt doing that like i could imagine jerry maybe doing it maybe but even then well okay but i don't think jerry would go that low rent i really don't it would be like jerry driving to the albertsons in watauga north richland hills where i grew up i just can't see it i don't know i mean i just i don't see him and robert Kraft as having divergent tastes I think they have the exact same tastes. I guess I do too. And he was photographed in the bathroom of a restaurant with a Ada, Oklahoma stripper. Yeah. But yeah, I assume that was a was. nicer restaurant. Um, but let's do Kobe here real quick. Okay. I want to have some, have, yeah. have some Kobe talk with you, aside from you saying he should have been a sixth man. Someone fired at us, I think. There was speculation that someone shot at us. This there morning? Was, there was absolutely shots fired very fucking close. Because, I mean, you know. You're in Pleasant Grove. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're not yes. firing at you. Well, they... They're there settling was, a score. There have been shots earlier. So, I am I think I'm with you. But, like, I'm, I'm just... I'm presenting faithfully the uh, the views of the group. Um, that uh, So, we, we'd heard shots earlier that were, like, obviously a good distance away. So, it, you know, it kind of calibrated in our heads. And then we heard other shots where it was, like, that person was like fucking next to us. And uh, we had just walked away from where we'd been, where I'd been like sitting for the, you know, just hanging out and uh, waiting for the other people to get back. And uh, yeah, someone was just speculating. Cause I mean, it's a, uh, there's, there is like a line of houses there. Um, and that they might've just like heard someone talking behind their house and, you know, kind of wanted to let a you warning know. Shot. Yeah. Like, Hey, scatter. Maybe that's the case for earth stones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that if the hiking you're doing is in a, a rough and tumble area, yeah, right, you, you can make it through. Um, it was a weird week, man. It was weird the way it went down. Um, I, it's weird too. Like you would think with a lot of dudes who make as much money as ticket hosts do, that I wouldn't be the only one who sees the utility in paying eleven dollars for three hours of Wi-Fi on a plane. That's okay to me. That's easy money. Like I can I can do email. You know. I never buy Wi-Fi. I mean, I just got another. I got enough other options, ones that might possibly get me derided and uh, get prompt a photo collage from you, but good options nonetheless. <coughs> well, Jake thinks I shouldn't play my Switch on the plane, guys. Did I say that? <laughs> no, you just said you brought that on the plane and then took pictures of me for five minutes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I do as much as I do like reviewing. Movies that I'm not watching from two rows up and uh, across the aisle. I just think it's such a it's a time where you can sit there and just hammer all your shit out, and it's worth ten ten eleven bucks to me. But I guess I was the only one that paid for it because I was seated right behind Gordon Keith, mm-hmm. and I found out in the middle of the flight that Kobe Bryant was dead, mm-hmm. and the electricity, the juice of having information that big. And that important. Oh yeah. And knowing that I may be one of only 
maybe two or three people out of 400 on this vessel that have... I mean, I I got to it within 10 minutes of it being published on TMZ. And, like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I, I just, like, I got to... First, I wanted to sit with it and just kind of, like, take one moment to enjoy being, you know, one of... I got to be in the first, like, 5% of people that saw it, right? Within 10 minutes of posting? That's fair, right? Five minutes? Yeah, I guess what I'm thinking too much about the whole world being on Twitter. And uh, so I enjoyed that, and then then just wanted to, you know, told Megan. And really, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I didn't end up doing much because I just, my brain was racing too fast. But anyways, you, you're on the plane. You, the rest of the plane doesn't know. You know. I told Gordon. Uh-huh. And he's like, really? Uh, how do you know? I'm like, well, I got, I, I paid for Wi-Fi. And at that point, information was very sketchy. You know, yeah. a lot of people were like, this has to be fake. TMC's website crashed. Um, Gordon had a couple um, very tasteful, <laughs> light in the mood with humor. He just wanted to see everyone through it. Right. You know? He, was, he, was, he acted as a nice... One set of footprints, his. Human verbal blanket. You know, he just comforted <laughs> For me. For you and Alonzo morning. How and close I, was Alonzo? He's in first class? Yeah. Okay. But Corby was pretty far up in business, or not whatever that other one's called. Coach. Mm-hmm. People don't say coach anymore, do they? I don't know. Um, so I texted Corby, and I would have, I should have known there's no way he's paying for Wi-Fi. Uh, but I said, I don't know if you paid for Wi-Fi or not, but Kobe O'Brien is dead. Helicopter crash. Uh-huh. And he said, what the fuck? I've been asleep for two hours. That was when the plane landed. And I said, yeah, in Calabasas. And he said, I read your text in Coach O voice. To which I replied, Joppa, into the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> all, all did. <laughs> I wonder if he had to tell Steve about Kobe. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. I wasn't thinking, I was thinking Nash. Um, <laughs> no. I call him Coach Insminger. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you probably heard on the station this week, but the, the fucking being there with Gordon Corby and George and Alonzo morning as we waited <laughs> yeah. 35 minutes on the bag carousel to start as the whole room is getting this news was quite possibly the worst airport in America. Yeah, it was bad. Especially the terminal we were in. I hate it. And in that, in that frame of time, uh, that time frame, I guess, uh, the MSNBC news in bomb had come down. Oh yeah. That was a good one. So I was handing my phone to people and saying, walk <laughs> yeah, at least yeah, 20 yeah, paces yeah. this way, hold this up to your ear, bring it back and review. Um, so that was wild. Um, and we started talking about, you know, I said on, on the cab ride to the hotel, I'm like, it's weird to say. I mean, it was it was horrible, horrific, especially if you you know once you know that his his girls on there with him and why he's taking the helicopter because of her and he had really kind of become ultimate public dad guy over the last couple years. And I just said, "Hey, how's this rape gonna play into this?" Yeah, and it sounds weird that that was one of my first thoughts, but I mean, to me, oh, I think it was everyone's first thought. Man, I don't know. I think that's a very divided yeah. uh, populace right there. I mean, uh, you know, I say everyone. A lot of people don't want to hear about that shit, period. Let's, uh, let's just say that everyone who knows us understood that it was our first thought. Like, that's a signature thing for this podcast. Is 
having an attitude of the second this happens being like, hey, you guys remember when he raped someone? Yeah, and I mean, I know sometimes, as as Bob dubbed me this week, Kemp Spin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if it's like, hey, this guy tweeted out some lyrics in high school that had the N-word in them or something stupid, you know, that's that's people fuck up and make mistakes like that. I mean, I, th- I think we can be frank enough, even that while we're doing Kemp Spin, to realize that there's a huge difference between somebody tweeting out a joke about a race they're not a part of and literally committing what I think most people would agree is like, I don't know, the second worst crime you can commit. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the joke with the N word, first of all, uh, you know, this has got a very, if a tree falls in the forest is new and hear it kind of thing. But if you didn't tell us that Josh Hader, uh, had lyrics from a rap song in one of his tweets, like then no one's hurt at all. (laughs) And if you do tell us then a bunch of people are like, uh, slightly aggrieved across a lot of people, but like he probably fucking ruined this girl's life. Yeah. And like, I got to figure, like I've been thinking about it. Like this has probably been a terrible week for her. Like this week. Yeah. And like, I thought about that too. Like, I wonder if she's, this sounds crazy, but I wonder if she's like happy. Like, like if at least it's done, you know, like, but the, it's not done. The chapter's you're, finished. You're, you were raped and it's yeah. never done. Yeah. It's, you know, a lifelong, uh, horror. And like, uh, no fucking relation between these two things. But, uh, having that guy break into my house was an eye opening experience like that drastically changed everything about how I approached like that. Like just every time I heard a noise for years and like still sometimes now I'm like, okay, well this is it. He's back and I'm dead. You know, like just an absolute fucking certainty in the pit of your stomach. And so I'm, I I just, I'm, I, it's made me realize how small events like really can change things in ways that I did not previously appreciate. I would have thought there was no fucking chance that I would still be thinking about that, you know, years later. And yet here we are. Then make it a rape. And, yeah, so for her, something that's 10 fucking million times worse, like, you know... I, and public. I, I certainly hope that it, it didn't end up having that big an impact and that she was a strong person who moved on just fine. But, like, you know, I, 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 I think that what's far more likely is that, like, the regular human experience dictates, like, that probably changed forever the way that she interacts with men. And, like, I would think that it still factors in some now. I would say that's a near certainty. And so, you know, you start thinking about it and I, I pose the question in the car. I'm like, Hey, is this going to get brought up today? You think it'll, is it, you know, how that was tasteful that you guys didn't right? You, you waited till second day to even broach it. Yeah. And that was honest. I don't know if it was, it was, it definitely felt better to do that, but I don't know if that, I thought that was perfect. That, okay. So that's that you, that you handled it fully, but you handled it fully after a full day of talking about other stuff. That's kind of what I wanted to get into. Because I really started thinking about this after uh, Dolores from Westworld's tweet. Uh-huh. Um, which is, it feels like that's tasteful, but also kind of trying to unwind what is and isn't the right way to handle this. And is there a right way? Because, okay, to try to get into a little like logic exercise 101 here. Like I heard Bob and Dan talking about it, and Bob seemed pretty upset I did as well. that she had, she had brought it up then. So, and okay, let's, let's lay these ground facts 
real quick. Kobe all but admitted that he acknowledges that she did not view that uh, uh, as consensual. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as as part of the court, court proceedings, yeah, his lawyer read a statement from Kobe saying, like, yeah, that, yeah. Um, and if you haven't gone back through all those details, I think a lot of people, probably guys who are in the league now who are 23, 24, they hear... Parents wouldn't let them read it at the time, I would assume. Right, but they hear now, oh, a girl tried to pull one over on Kobe and she dropped the charges. But it's really hard if you read through that evidence, to me, to come away with anything other than the conclusion that he forced himself on this, on this girl. Yeah. And not that she wasn't possibly into it to a degree at some point in the, um, interaction, but that he then hit the turbo boosters and definitely took it to a place that she was not trying to take it. And like while he was married with a kid. Yeah. That was, I didn't know the kid had been born like six months earlier. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. Like around now in our lives, you know, like, both our kids are older than six months, but like not by a lot. And like, could you fucking imagine? Now, not that this matters as far as rape, but and it I'm, does go to not your... to compare my sex life to Kobe Bryant's. Obviously, I'm aware of the differences. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, I'm doing my best to contextualize it within my limited life experience, and I'm oh having God. a tough time. Every time the dog walks by, man. Yeah, she's got shit all <laughs> over her back still. <laughs> Well, it's not coming off without me putting a fucking bathing suit on and getting a water hose and taking care of it. She doesn't seem to know, but she looks so dumb. Uh, oh, no. Now you can see the whole the whole thing of it when she's walking up the steps right there. Um, she's wagging her tail. As far as rape goes, this doesn't enter into the mix. But a dude being 23... And being just married and in, in the NBA, you could see that dude not understanding. He was 23? Yeah, I think okay. so. 23, 24, as far as fooling around on your wife as opposed yeah. to being 34. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Th- and I, you know, but he did have a kid. Um, Younger so people do make impulsive decisions. That's true. I don't know that you can necessarily throw... The wife just saw it. <laughs> I think she saw it before. <laughs> uh, I don't know that you... you well, I know that you can't uh, add rape into that sort of uh, impulsive decisions. So when I heard them talking about it, and, you know, Bob said uh, after uh, Evan Rachel's Wood tweet uh, tweet about he was an inspirational sports hero to many and uh, this and that, and, you know, he, a lot of people looked up to him, and he was also a rapist. These things can uh, coexist. Though uh-huh. They can both be true. Yeah. Which I agree with. Yeah, I think, it's, I think that is the case. And we kind of laid that out on Tuesday. And, you know, Bob was like, okay, well, maybe not when the chopper's still smoldering. And so what I like to do in these situations, um, not to be hot take guy, but to sort of narrow down the edge of the spectrums and figure out, okay, then where is this and when is this okay? What does someone have to do in their life to where when they die, that can't be the first thing that you mention? Let's say they did have a 12-year um, public and personal and private rehabilitation. They turn their life around um, and everybody. And on top of that, they're very good at their craft and that craft inspired a lot of people to be better in their own lives. Yeah. What if you kill somebody? Okay, we would all probably agree, like, if there was a hypothetical world where, um, like, if OJ, right? Let's say OJ got off because he had the best lawyers in the world, kind of like, Kobe's lawyers helped him get out of this situation. There was some questions on 
the accuser's part, much like there was in the case of OJ, but we all kind of felt like he probably did this shit. You kill somebody, you get off, you spend the next 20 years. Like if you're saying OJ had had a Kobe approach to his actual life, like by now would we have forgiven OJ? I don't think there's any fucking way, dude. I mean, I think that I would have, but he killed somebody. I think it's probably two just people. Me. Like, and and in this situation, yeah, also, you know, oh, I, I and I understand like that it's out of step with the way the rest of the world thinks about it, and I'm fine with that. You know, like I I I don't I don't think that everyone has to believe the way I believe about this. It's just it is the way I believe. Like, why throw away three lives? You know, like uh, we're, we're, those two. It's fucking terrible. I really wish it wouldn't have happened. It it sickens me to think about it. That's a sunk cost, man. Like, what we're sitting here with is is a is a living, breathing human that you know if they want to dedicate their lives to fixing it and do it and better and like you know having having as much redemption as they could possibly find, like I fucking respect that and I'm willing to accept it. Okay, and I understand that when it plays out for the criminal justice system, but when it comes to what are how are you as a public figure allowed to state your feelings about it without people saying why don't you just wait? That's a little different. Like, let's say, okay, yeah, but then this person dies. And in the same way, by the way, too, something that was totally random, not their fault, really shitty. You know, they didn't die in a car accident where they were driving drunk. They died with their family, you know, being a dad in a helicopter. I think I would still, and the other thing is, let's go Godwin's Law. What if it's not just two lives and it's like seven million? What do you mean? When you bring up Hitler in an online argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hitler... Somehow skates at Nuremberg and just dedicates his life to, you know, like just personally builds Jewish community centers throughout America. Big women's basketball proponent. Guess not America, but, you know, Europe. And then dies 15, 20 years later after. Yeah. Get out of here. I still, I, th- I still think that I don't like Hitler. Yeah. But true. Y- when, okay. And obviously that's an extre- the most extreme situation you could possibly bring up. Uh-huh. But I thought of it from terms of. I don't know anything about Evan Rachel Wood, but let's say, let's say she's been raped. Let's say that she's experienced that in her life. And then don't you think that if you are someone of note, female, most likely who has been raped, when you hear about and learn about a prominent male figure in entertainment or somewhere in the, the public figure world who almost certainly raped somebody and everybody, when they talk about them, seems really hesitant to bring up the fact that they did. And then even upon their death, you're told, don't bring it up. And you feel like, okay, I've had this taken from me too. I I probably wouldn't say that, but I don't know that it's that out of line for her to do that. Like I kind of totally got where she was coming from. Yeah. And like, uh, I I think the more clear cut case is that, uh, the Washington post reporter, like that shit's fucking crazy. Right. I do think that part of the reason they got her on the fucking technicality there was that her screenshots did show some email addresses, right? Dude, whatever. Well, that's a policy. But like, uh, I thought it was, was it was the Washington Post that suspended her, right? Yeah. So like, that's like I, I doubt that their policy. Are you saying their policy? Yeah, that you can't tweet out the contact information of people who are sending you hate mail. Well, that's like a classic case of like, how about you use a little tiny bit of fucking common sense and don't be like, well, we have the policy. Like, it's entirely fucking reasonable for her. They were trying to get her. Reasonable for her to tweet 
the the article in the first place. Anyone who had a fucking problem with it, like it's just a statement of fact, you know. And like this is a person who she was like a victim, right? I think. I don't know. I don't know either. I I believe that I I in in in. I mean, the numbers like one in three as far as some level of yeah. uh, unwanted sexual touching. So you're not exactly. In tellings of the stories that I have heard on other podcasts since, I, I believe that it's been mentioned that she was, uh, has personally dealt with this issue, which, you know, in that case, like, say whatever the fuck you want. Um, but I don't know. With the, the, the thing I was thinking the whole time Bob was uh, saying his piece about the Evan, Evan Rachel Wood thing is, uh, I, I think he, you know, like, I, I, I don't, like, necessarily disagree with him. Um, like, I, I, I think that... It, it seems to me an entirely legitimate viewpoint, the one he has, that she sh- that she could uh, be chill about this, that maybe the respectful thing to do is wait a couple days to have your profound take. Or, uh, you know, maybe just kind of keep it to yourself at all. Like, I don't know if the rest of the world was revolving around, you know, like, well, w- w- what does Evan Rachel Wood think about it? But that that is my overarching thought, is that, like, uh, we are now in a world where, like, Bob is reacting to what Evan Rachel Wood's like in any other circumstance, in any other time, like she wouldn't have had the ability to let him know what she thought about it. And like, we all just would have been able to kind of keep on going and the decision to make it so that we are in a world where Bob has to come face to face with what Evan Rachel Wood thinks about Kobe Bryant's death. There's some ad libs for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, that, that was a mistake. They shouldn't have done it. <laughs> we shouldn't have made Twitter like uh, just all this shit of like just people reacting. You know, I, I know that I go back to this over and over, but like it's because it's occurring to me over and over. I just look around and see me and be like, this this was not what the human brain was made for. And I don't think that we're doing any services to anyone by trying to employ it in this fashion. Well, one way, one one point, we wouldn't have the basketball crying basketballs without it. Yeah, uh, and two, so. now that we have broken the the glass and and grabbed the emergency case of let's all just vomit all of our thoughts out all the time my argument for her doing it would be that she and i'm doing a lot of assuming here might think that i'm disgusted that there are people who can get away with these things and then as long as they can get away with it and they can rehabilitate themselves publicly privately and professionally it gets discussed as if it didn't happen or not discussed much at all. And, and they, it's a they, close cousin of the Harvey Weinstein, like, oh, you don't want to say that about him. Like, you know, think about how bad that could be for your career. Yeah. You know, it's a very similar thought of like the, just any, I mean, you know, it's it's all reasons. And it's not the same thing. It's just like in the fucking family of, uh, you know, excuses for why we don't talk about sexual assault publicly. And, uh, yeah, if someone wants to say that categorically all of those things are out, like, I think that there's good points on both sides, you know? Like, that, that that's why my overarching take is just, like, these communities shouldn't mix, <laughs> you know? Like, that, uh, I, I, I think that someone like Bob saying, like, I just want to be able to fucking reflect on Kobe without hearing from someone who saw, like, two of his games that wants to be like, but he also did a rape. I think that that's reasonable on his part. I think that her being like, you know, we should be able to talk about sexual violence and uh, not fucking let these people people hide behind oh well i did something else I, I think that all those things are reasonable but to go back to your point about why ruin three lives just to push back on that a little bit i'm not we're not talking necessarily about putting them to death 
And the conversation after someone passes away, particularly tragically, is about what they left behind and their legacy and what they meant positively or negatively to society and the human community. It's very traditionally though. It's it's never positively and negatively. It's just positively. Like I, I Michael know, but Jackson died, and we just were like a lot of great music. <laughs> no, but and that's the thing is when people started trying to bring the other shit up, it was why are you focusing on this? It's I like, don't even remember anyone trying to bring it up. Well, even that the fact that they've brought it up in the last five years is sure. is, yeah, yeah. is thought of as like oh why can't y'all just fucking let this go? I'm just saying that was a crazy one. I like it's probably the craziest one. Before I re- he died, it seemed like we'd come to a consensus that this is a pedophile and pedophiles are bad. And then, like the second he died, we we're all like, "Man, I'm gonna miss Mike." This is why the world needs Anthony Jeselnik. Sure, yeah, I guess. Uh, I prefer someone more talented, Anthony Jeselnik, but I just certainly the role needs to be performed. I, I think it's it's odd to me, and that's why you know somewhat sometimes you know whenever. Um, when when Gordon will start to tease out the uh, philosophy behind, there is some sort of because you know he brought this up like, who gets to come back? <laughs> like who is it? Just a, a mere cutoff? Like you and I talking about Mike Tarico? Yeah. Like how the fuck did you weasel your way back in here? I didn't even fuck. There was, there was no back in. <laughs> like <laughs> I think he, I think he did get suspended from work. Right. But like you know. But like uh, I didn't even know until recently that Ryan Seacrest had a situation. Oh yeah, I didn't know anything about that. And well, I mean, I think that one's like kind of dispute, like more disputed than most, right? Because he never had anything from, it. and it was like during the Me Too time, he was just like, "Nope, I fucking didn't," and <laughs> you better back the fuck off. And like everyone kind of did, is my recollection. I don't think he got suspended or anything. I but, think it was just like he says he didn't do it. But then obviously, certain people, they're done. And probably, you know, maybe they should be. But that, to me, I guess what Anyone I'm saying trying is... Anyone trying to, uh, like, talk about, like, well, what are what are the logical rules that govern this? Like, what what a bunch of rubes. Like, but there I is also, no logical I rules. I also don't think that's new. <laughs> it's all randomness. I don't think that's new. And oh, I, no, no, and no, no, I don't, I don't think it just yeah. applies to sexual uh, crimes and sexual harassment. I think, I think it it's... applies to every single thing in the entire universe. Like, I think we're just fucking randomness all over and over and over. So if Kobe had murdered a couple people and then he got off on it and then later said, I now realize that I may have murdered those people and then went on to be a great husband and father and died in a a helicopter accident, I'm pretty sure that people would have been like right away, hey, uh, you know, probably shouldn't be glorifying this dude and his legacy because he did kill these people. What about about Caitlyn Jenner? Oh, that's a good one. What do you think, Dwight L? Because she did kill someone. She did kill someone. And I do think there's a bit of a force field. I also think the other thing is that if you're... And especially because of the timing. Yeah. like It was like right after she got the Arthur P. Ash Award. It was like, we are not throwing away America's one trans hero right. over a fucking car accident. Just because she decided to celebrate her award with this a couple... This is bigger man- than her! <laughs> <laughs> couple in-volley manis. Yeah. And she wasn't drunk, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. I think that's correct. And also, like, everyone in America knows deep down they're a shitty driver. Yeah, and I don't know that she was found, like, at fault or anything. Right. You know? I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't study it and uh it wasn't me talking I, th- I, I think you're using family. i think you're using south park as My evidence wife's boss. yes 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 <laughs> that's that's correct um and then i know this is the even weirder part about it 
because you know we've been doing some joke text back and forth about hashtag girl dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll gay out for you and tell you that I do think it's cool to think about the responsibility, even in 2020, as a male and the way that society defines roles and what each person is supposed to do or can or can't do or capable of. It's cool to me to imagine the idea of raising a female. Like, I like the idea of being a, being able to push it forward and, and be like, no, I'm not. Because I do think a lot of dads just kind of think you just do what women have done before you. And I'm kind of of the mindset of I'm going to try to somewhat push you towards the idea of that doesn't exist. Yeah. And I do think that's kind of the role of parents. And I think that would be the same way if you were raising a son. Um, but given that one of them is historically played with their hand behind their back, they might need a little more help um, realizing that they can do this or do that. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, asking for points for it on the internet is kind of lame. Dude, and I'm very uncomfortable with it. <laughs> well, because... Real quick. I'm uncomfortable with it because it was spurred of, spurred about by a guy that I'm 99% sure raped somebody. <laughs> uh, but not just somebody, uh, a girl. It seems like the the unspoken like thing here is like... Yes, I'm the hero. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah like... I wanted a boy, but I suppose... Making the best of this shitty hand. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, like drawing attention to it at all. It's yeah. like... Like, like by saying, by any time you're like, like they're saying like, Hey, no, I like it. And you only tell someone that like, I've never told someone like, I like sex, you know, <laughs> or like, I like ice cream. Like, it's just assumed like those are good things. You know, like you have to tell people you like things whenever they think that you don't like them. But again, like the Evan Rachel Wood thing, maybe the value of saying it or the value of carrying it. And understanding that it's an extra, maybe extra special responsibility as opposed to raising a male is that you're saying, I'm acknowledging that this is a little different and that I have a little bit more of a responsibility here as opposed to saying, I don't want to do it. But to me, a lot of it does feel like I'm telling you, I'm okay with this, all right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, fucking yeah. Listen, I know that everyone thinks that the only good children are boys. Right. We're, we're taking that as a given. Right. Uh, and but then me? just building on top of it to say, I've made the best of this. And it's all right. <laughs> like, you know, that's, I don't know. That's, but I that's also not think, a message I'm comfortable with. I also think, you know, and I could, I would even that's tell you. That's probably an overly pessimistic way of interpreting it, but you know. Whatever. But I definitely I know do? from my own life, whether it's from, you know, not immediate family, but other, like that I've had aunts and uncles before that I've heard say, you know really wish this would have been a boy or, you know, kind of I'm making the best of this and I don't, you know, there are dudes who don't want to raise women and don't want to raise girls. Sure. So I suppose that's the optimistic view of it is that there's some lifting that needs to be done. Um, But it's just weird to me that I know you and I know that you're like, and I know you know this about me, that it's, there was never a question of how you were going to approach it differently if it was one or the other. But maybe since there's a lot of dudes that still are, that's the value in it. But it also just comes off funny to me. And it's funny to me because of the rape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there is an incredible irony in the B 
publicly comfortable and on board with raising a daughter being spurned about uh, with the death of a guy who possibly, probably, definitely raped somebody. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I really wish he hadn't, because uh, then then this would all be, uh, you know, easy and clean, because it, it's great that he has, uh, you know, four daughters. It was four, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, appears to be doing such a bang-up job. And Well, I mean, you're kind of using the present tense in all these. Yeah, that's that's true. So as your editor, I'm going to get my... He's dead. Something else I've heard Gordon talk about, a lady, a lady emailed me, almost said labia, a lady. And he was a bad late game player. <laughs> emailed me, and a, possibly a bad teammate. Uh, emailed me about this the other day um, when we were talking about it. I just listened to the Harvey Weinstein segment. I want you to know you can say the word vagina. You don't have to make one of the syllables silent. You can also say rape. Now, before we go any further, I want to be kind of clear on this. There were like 10 other people standing right next to me. And, like, I think that Vagina is one that I'm not. You're, you have to be very careful with how you say that on the air. Yeah, yeah. What that lady doesn't know is that the FCC's indecency rules are like v- vague about a lot of things and incredibly fucking specific about body. parts of the body. Yes. Yeah. You have to, and 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 also, just because you hear someone say it doesn't mean I can say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, rape—that's one that I. And was the way just... that FCC enforcement is is that it's not like there's a uniform. Like it's not like the second you say one of the wrong words that like there's a there's like a light that goes off and like you uh, then you know when the light goes off you you got to pay the fine you receive a shock all of it's like based on if it's just it's Complaint just responding based. to complaints yeah so like you know if if yeah absolutely I mean you could say anything you wanted to say and if no one complained there would be no consequence for it regardless of FCC rules it's all a really weird system so her trying to pretend like there's some amount of consistency here is silly also it's silly she that doesn't she know. doesn't appear to uh, know like the muses will say grex all the time and like obviously you can say the word sex like it's just a funny thing right. like they're just now rape I will admit that using that word a dozen times with people all around you that you that, that he, it's just uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but then she got to a little bit more substantive part. In fact, you should say those words. There's a great deal of research that says that one of the reasons victims are A, rare to report, and B, find it difficult to admit aloud, and C, may never then be able to talk about it in therapies because our culture makes it taboo and embarrassing. So if you're going to talk about a rape case, talk about it. The victims deserve that at least. Yeah, I don't know a way to make it not embarrassing. Um. Well, the way you make it not embarrassing is to make it more embarrassing for the accused. It doesn't seem like it's making the actual act any less embarrassing. I don't know. I just I would. Like I generally agree with what she's saying, where, uh, and I have seen that research. Yeah, that people find that that that's part of the reason. Yeah. No, I think anyone that uh, does something like that should feel like an absolute fucking shitbag because you know they're an absolute fucking shitbag. But uh, you know. But it goes back to the point of that's why Evan Rachel Wood would treat would tweet that is that she's trying to say, hey. We should be talking about this. Yeah. By the way, uh, I was told when I went in there to tell him about the shit that your kid is the alpha. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm getting Despite fucking... being younger. Yep. It's wow. Very similar to the early days of this podcast where, you know, my kid's just trying to hang on. It's like uh, <laughs> like Luca doing this to 27-year-olds when he's 20, you know, it's something else. Uh, Percentage-wise, it's not he's, that far off. Projected out. Right. Like... Um, okay. Other than that, I kind of wanted to give you a little Super Bowl. Yeah, I really, I, I wanted to ask a bunch of questions about, about your trip. You, you've, uh, you've been to Miami before. I know that. 
but not never for, never more than like 24 hours, right? Not even. Okay. Like we got there at 10 and had to hit the road at like 6 a.m. the next morning. We went to like a late night Cuban diner, went to bed, got up and drove. Because we... Uh, I've never seen the sun in Miami, basically. <laughs> okay. Like we left as... So this is your first... Yeah. And you'd never been to Miami Beach, I would assume? No, definitely not. Um, Like we, we spent like one weekend there. One of Megan's friends lived there for a while. Yeah, and, uh, I remember. And got married. Yeah, no, I, 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 but I don't figure that the, uh, the, the listeners all recall. Sometimes me. I forget there's people listening. Um, And... I gotta say, uh, that weekend like looms large in my memory. Like I just, I fucking love that place. It's and pretty sweet. It's it's got like a uh, one giant negative that every single person there sucks. Yeah. However, the place absolutely has no problem in overcoming that by itself. I don't think every single person there sucks, but I think that the definitely... The fucking douchebag capital of the world. Worse than Vegas. I think all of the white people suck. Like, yeah. Corby and I went down to an area uh, when we were going to go by... Well, now you've <laughs> painted me into a corner of the only way I could disagree with you is to talk about my specific problems with minorities, so well, I'm just going to back <laughs> away. Latino, Latino douchebags. <laughs> which are, I'm, cer- I'm sure there's certainly plenty of, but like when we went down, we went and ate at a, like a sandwich counter that was just like a... And Corby hasn't been to Europe or uh, Latin America in a long time. Yeah. So he kept saying, like, oh, I love this setup. And, like, I'm like, this is exactly how it is in every European city. And and for sure, every place I've been in, in Latin America. And It's the most European place in America by far. I, definitely. And it, it doesn't feel like America. It doesn't really feel like Europe either. It feels like its own fucking thing. Like really, it would thematically it would make a lot more sense to me if like uh, that middle part of Florida just didn't exist and it was its own landmass. That would also make it a lot easier for pot to be legal because I've never been in a place where I'm more like, God damn, is there not a dispensary around this corner? I thought, and I'm uh, like, oh yeah, I forgot. Seventy five percent of this state is Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you guys are entirely right about that. Um, whenever I lived there, medical was on the ballot. Of the upcoming election, I know that. I don't remember if it passed. I didn't or not. see any medical, so if there is, um, I didn't. But yeah, see I, it. I, I think eventually. But that's a uh, like I think that they have the most recent constitution of any state because they had to rewrite it in the '60s to like just make some tiny attempt to claw back a little itty bitty bit of the power that Northern Florida has. Like they, they, like all they use some fucking tricks up there. Yeah, in Northern Florida to make sure that those uh, goddamn Miami people aren't aren't writing all of our laws for us. The only reason I mentioned the the race thing is just there's a lot of people and there's a lot of non douchebags in Miami Beach that just felt like just normal people just working at cafes and working jobs. Not like the people that at, at the sandwich counter did not look like Luca Magnata. Yeah, but a lot of people did. Yeah, and they were almost exclusively some version of white. It's so many languages being spoken. Yeah. So many, like every single kind of food, there's a cafe run by someone who lived there five years ago that's now making that food. There's an Italian bakery across from our place. So I would like, dude, every morning we were there, I'd wake up, I'd walk to the fucking beach, swim in the ocean for a little bit, then on my walk back, buy some fucking fresh cannolis from the Italian bakery. It is a lifestyle that I could absolutely fucking embrace. So I just, I was wondering if if that was... 
because we the friend lived on Miami Beach and I you guys stayed on Miami Beach right we did and but so I think that's a different deal than the rest of it but that that's the part I, I I fucking love I just didn't know if you had a similar experience or what your take was I did although I definitely let you down on the beachfront because dude it is and maybe it was just because it was my first time and I really wanted to be in the game I was basically going from the time I got up until the time we and that east east time zone thing for four to eight. You're back at the hotel at 8.30, you eat dinner at 8.45, you're done at 10.15, 10.30. Maybe you want to have a couple beers, you're done at midnight. Maybe. But I'm just saying, even if you just want to have a couple beers, you're done at midnight. Yeah. If you want to actually go, go, which yeah. we only barely did one night, and that turns into one one thirty. But you're not getting out of there if you want to hang out after your show at all before midnight. Yeah. So then the next day, it's like, okay... I want to be on with Norman Donovan this day. I'm driving to fucking the pedo mansion another day. I just didn't feel like there was a ton of time where I'm like, I'm just going to go chill on the beach. Yeah, so, fair enough. But, but like, but the overall, like, still, like you're filling it with activities that all sound fucking great. The fuck up and go rolling some more poop. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, yeah, yeah. It, it sounded I, I, like a magical week. It really was. It was really, really cool. And, and being in the, the radio row is, is a surreal experience because, the NFL is is a trillion dollar machine, but it does have kind of a sleazy feel to it. I could buy that. In that a lot of the people that are walking around, you know, pushing shit are um girls that look ridiculous as either handlers or PR people, just look yeah. insane. And dudes who look like they're on steroids, whether they're players or not. Yeah. And then they're surrounded by a bunch of people who probably spent way too much of their disposable income to come here. Yeah. And they're drinking expensive, uh, you know, domestics, staring at all the... It has a very, like, um, royalty peasant feel to it. Yeah. And the peasants don't know that the royalty is fucking them. Yeah. So they just keep supporting them. And you're just watching all of it. It's That, that part's kind of weird. But um, when I took my trip... Just a bunch of people hawking wings. Hawking wings, for sure. Um, I saw Rick Ross. That was cool. He was in in the media center the same day that Corby saw That's Joel awesome. Joel Osteen, but I'd already met Rick once, so you know yeah. we, we just kind of dapped it up and said, "Good to see you again." I was there. Um, when I when I went to Mar-a-Lago, I went to go buy. Uh, this is this is funny, just because of. The, Did you call them beforehand to ask if you could buy stuff there? Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't want to, but I, but I still wanted to drive by it. And they said no, and you said, "Well, how about if I fucking take my car into the <laughs> fucking gate?" <laughs> right, it's seventy miles an hour, yeah. and see if you guys can hit a moving target. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was already at Epstein's house, mm -hmm. chilling with the boys. <laughs> I love the uh, report that it 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 carries the implication with it. It does. If I mean, okay, I'll start with Epstein then. So it is a street in West Palm Beach. That is, get out of here. Go away. Oh, it's worse now. <laughs> Go away. Um, that it, when you turn down it, uh, when you're driving down the, like this main residential drag and there's like seven streets you can turn onto off of it, you can't see down the streets because, well, one, okay, let's say you're driving and all the streets are on your left, the ocean's on your right. So there is no real opportunity, like, there's only one side of streets. If you're going to turn left, you can't see down the streets other than the entrance because everything is shrubbed off. Okay. So everything from the street is blocked other than when you turn on the street. On the street, same thing. 
you can't really see any of the houses except for when you're driving by their driveway because they all have shrubs 20 feet tall in front of them. Okay. So even yeah. though it is sunny as fuck out on the main drag, when you turn, darkness. Mm. The shade is yeah. like, you're, and you can, it fucking physically feels colder in your car. And so like I turn down and I'm like, holy fuck, man. Like I'm here. And this is 10 years old, seven years old, but still like I'm on the street where this happened. And as I'm driving down, you know, I'm like, holy fuck. I'm gonna, I'm thinking in my head, I'm going to do the, uh, uh, Alabama leprechaun move. I'm going to go to the end and turn my car around. Mm -hmm. But then I realized it's a one lane road. Okay. If you're, Two cars are coming at the same time. One of you has to pull into a driveway, curve it up. The other one curves it up into the next closest one and goes past. There is nowhere to go. You'd be doing like a seven-point turn, and you would be doing it in front of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, again, is the last one down, uh, down there. And the way that the water is set up, it curves back around from where it's on the other side of that main drag to now it's on the back of his house. Mm -hmm. And I, like, start – I'm nervous. Sure. Like legit, like, man. And I kept trying to tell myself, I'm like, this is fucking public property. There's really nothing anybody can do to me for being here. But there were no parking signs in front of the shrubs on every single house. Like, do not park on the street here. Fair enough. So now I'm thinking it's public property, but this is also kind of breaking the law. And I'm in a car that I rented from a guy who told me that it might have been amazing. <laughs> it might, I have mean, been, I, might have been hot. In case anyone was was not able to listen to that, can you just give a short recap of that? I used the Turo app to go uh, to go get a car for one day because I didn't want to have to go to the airport. Best I could tell, there wasn't a bunch of rental car options on Miami Beach because it's a pretty uppity place. And uh, I'm like, real estate very expensive. Yeah, so you're not gonna Hertz is not gonna post up there. Very limited number of uh, places. Like uh, my our Megan's friend that lived down there was always uh, very upset that there was no fast food. Very little. So um, I, I, I use this app called Turo that I'd heard of. A lot of you have probably used it. It's billed as like Airbnb for cars, and I find uh, a mid-sized sedan for twenty-five bucks. It's just like a 20-minute walk away. That's great. I think a big part of the sell of Turo is if you want to rent something super fucking nice for like seven hours. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of like Lamborghinis and shit that I... I gave a ride to a guy who had just dropped his car off for Turo and was going back to his other car. And uh, he was describing to me how he has a Tesla that he could not afford, but he rents it out like 12 days a month and that covers the car payment. I believe it. That's the whole deal. I don't know what the incentive is for the guy who's letting me do it for 25 bucks, other than he's got it paid off and it's just sitting there, so he might as well grab 18 bucks a day or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you think he might need 25 bucks? I don't know, because he was still he, he was still on Miami Beach, Yeah, but he was on the other side of like that little inlet, and he was in an apartment. But I still yeah. would imagine that it's a pretty expensive, and it wasn't a nice apartment. Yeah. But I would bet it's still pretty fucking yeah, expensive. Yeah, I, th I think every, everything there is. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just started walking north, walked over this little bridge, and I get to the guy's house. He comes out. He's disheveled as fuck. I clearly woke him up <laughs> by getting there. Um, his name was Nabil, which did not, in, and his last name was... Uh, Na Nabil? Nabil. Nabil okay. Probably Nabil. Okay. Right? Like, it was either, he either seemed like Persian or Arabic, and um, or Arab. And so I... Uh, did not think about that at the time um, until I was in front of Mar-a-Lago driving what I thought was a stolen vehicle. 
But then he said, uh, you know, good morning, how are you? And I'm like, oh, good, man, what's up? And he's like, uh, you know, what are you in town for? Make a little small talk. And uh, I didn't tell him where I was going, but I had paid for, it comes with 200 miles. Okay. So I figured I was pretty good on that. I ended up going like 220, and it was like a 30 cent a mile overage charge. So not okay. much. Yeah, yeah. So he's cleaning okay. out, he gets a couple things out of the car, and he comes back to hand me the keys, and he says, uh, and I'm probably not going to do the voice anymore, if you don't mind. Sure, He sure. says, uh, hey, the guy who had it before you, he got a couple tickets. So if you have to park somewhere, you know, just kind of hide it. Flimsy. I said, hide it? Like, I couldn't even contain my response. <laughs> park, go, it, park it behind some bushes. I said, hide it? Uh, you know, like uh, Back to the Future? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put it behind that sign. <laughs> Try and pull one of those. I go, uh, hide it? What do you mean? And he kind of started to laugh. He's like, well, you know, it's probably not going to get towed. I've never been towed down here. Probably not. Uh, and then he said, I'm an attorney in the area. Like, don't know what that does me. And he said, uh, and if you have any issues, just call me, and I'll bring you my car and handle it. And I'm like, uh, I'm driving two hours north of here. That doesn't seem like an option. Yeah. And as I pull out, I'm like, if you got a couple tickets last week, it's not already headed to the impound. Like, that takes three or four months. And, you know, small chance he doesn't know that. Much larger chance that he's just lying to you about what the problem is. Small chance the guy who says he's an attorney... So he's either A, not an attorney. He, but I think he's lying about everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I, I like that. And so when I first got the alert on the freeway that said uh, child abduction, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Miami, uh, and I like the description of the car might have been on there, but I didn't, I was in traffic in an area I didn't yeah. know. So I just looked down. And I'm like, holy fuck, I don't know the license plate. I see like C56, whatever. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know the license plate. And for a split second, I'm like, there's a kid. He got this, me. There's a kid in this car. <laughs> I've, I've fallen into the web. Right, and somehow he knew that I was going to Epstein's old house. They're meeting me there. They're taking the kid. Yeah. Uh, so now when I'm in West Palm Beach, I'm like, that's the first time I started thinking about. All right, I'm gonna park on the street where it says no parking, on a street full of fucking billionaires, and I would imagine, much like uh, you know, if there was a Buddhist temple. Uh, and in like Keller, I think when we were growing up mm-hmm. and it was very mysterious to us. Sure. And they were real tired of high school kids coming out there with their curiosity. Mm-hmm. I would bet that I'm not the first person who's tried to make this uh, trip to Mecca. Probably not the first. I don't know. It's every day. Oh, it's definitely not every day, but they know that that address is public. <clears throat> they know it's been in the news and they probably don't have a lot of tolerance for people Driving down their street slowly. Especially if it's kind of a cramped street in the first place. Stopping. Yeah, yeah Getting yeah. out, walking around. And I felt like a pit in my stomach because of that. And then also just looking at the house knowing I've read 100 pages about what went on in this very residence. And I'll also tell you. It's a cursed place. You 100% can see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, it's less like a, a house and more like a compound. Okay. Like it felt culty. Yeah. And you, but you can only kind of see in through the gate because again, because of the shrubs, Mm. not every house on the street was gated, but his was. And, uh, there was a camera on the box, uh, for the passcode. So I could, I was fairly certain somebody could see me. Wonder if it's all being monitored. Although there, I mean, you had people moving around stuff on the Island. So the empire continues unabated. And then the ocean's right there because it is, his house is right there. In fact, I could probably pull it up here for you. Yeah. Um, but 
<clears throat> let me just go to my saved places here. Sure. Um, you but yeah, make it, yourself a little Google map. Yeah, no, I, I made a whole deal. I saved it. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I mean. You're driving this way, right? And everybody, everybody okay, wants to look yeah. this up. It's 358 El Brillo Way. So when you're driving this way over here, you see ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I guess this is the street, South Ocean Boulevard. Yeah. Um, so you're driving this way. This is like a, I don't even know what you would call it. But uh, when you turn left here, it loops back around. Um, and I will tell you, just at first glance, what does that say? I have no idea. I got that light right there. You know? That little island. Tarpon Island. Okay, well, what do you think I saw when I first looked at that? Tampon Island. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. He had a whole island where he disposed <laughs> of underage girls' tampon. <laughs> um, but yeah. Welcome but, to Tampon Island. And I was creeped the fuck out. Uh, I got the picture. There was a guy sitting in a, a like a, a remodeling van right next to his house who was eyeing the fuck out of me. Appeared to have rolled his window down to like halfway, and I am in full fast walk, get in my car, try to get out of here. Yeah. That's when I tried to head to Mar-a-Lago, which is, if if um, Baron wanted to make friends with one of the high school-age girls that Jeffrey Epstein was uh, doing his, his business with. Probably, probably in the district. <clears throat> Dude, Probably in the same school district as the high school not, Epstein was pulling from. Dude, not only in the same district. It is a, it's super close. I mean. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing, nothing, no relation there. It's down the street. Just a coincidence, right? It's down the fucking street. <laughs> I was shocked. So after I got done with all that, you know, I'm on edge, a little nervy. And I'm like, man, I'm going to pop in here and get some J-Pods. So there's a 7-Eleven in Mar-a-Lago, uh, or excuse me, in West Palm Beach, uh, uh-huh. right as you're getting back to the nicer, less secluded part. I go into there, and I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, I'll take a four-pack of the mint. Y'all got mint? <laughs> she goes, yeah. Sp- <laughs> Stock for Baron special. Not for too much longer, but we do have them. And I was like, same price? They haven't had mint pods up here, as Mino can attest, in like two months. So, in the cruelest of ironies, yeah, down the street, yeah, where the kid who got the fucking mint pods taken from us lives, <laughs> they have a gold mine of mint. The pods. only store that they were actually trying to target whenever they did this whole thing, unbelievable. They haven't gotten them out of that one. I was like, I'll take ten four packs. <laughs> did you really? No, I got two. <laughs> okay. But I was like, yeah, sure, I'll pay this bill of two hundred and twenty-eight dollars to steal the rest of B Trump's stash. It was. I just that was fucking hilarious to me. Um, other than that, so what was, uh, what, all the places you went to Orcas of Asia, you went to where Tiger got pulled over, you went to Mar-a-Lago, you went to the Epstein house. Is there anything else? Uh, no, I was going to go to Spearmint Rhino in West Palm beach because a guy that I went to high school with is the manager there. Oh, dude. And he's a huge P1 and I was going to do uh stripper versus an eight year old. I was actually going to do stripper versus a foot Miami stripper versus uh football f- playing in Miami Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and then Corby got ki- kicked out of media day. Yeah, yeah, he did do that. Like, uh, and I was just trying to get my feet wet. I was only at media night for like 25 minutes. Yeah. Because we were there late because of our show start time, and then Corby got ejected real quick. So, um, yeah, that was it. And uh, let's Spearman see. Spearman Rhino, never been to that one, but what a fucking establishment, you know? Especially in West Palm Beach. I gotta imagine. Yeah. 
And I haven't talked to the dude since high school. Tradition of pride, you know? Turns out he's a huge listener. And I was like, I saw his name in the email and I'm like reading through it. And he's like, hey, if you want anybody to go on the Trail of Tears with you, I'd, I'd love to go. I live in West Palm Beach. And I get down to the end of the email. Name, manager, Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. I was like, holy Fuck, shit, yeah. Dan. Dude, let's, um, uh, let's, let's go back. Let's go with Dan. Uh, Orchids of Asia, all I can really tell you is real, real shitty. Yeah, shitty I don't know is how advertised. To, I don't know how to square that. I don't have my phone out here, do you? It surprises me. I was going to show you. I took a video that I need to edit because <clears throat> my iPhone doesn't have, I think the newer ones, you can flip the camera while it's, while it's going. Uh-huh. Mine won't do that. Okay. So the flip I did. I don't know if mine does that. But dude, yeah, there's, I mean, he's getting jerked off like very close to where they make Enchiritos. Yeah, I, 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 I've got no, no ability to, to process that information. And right next to a nail salon, you know, it's nothing nice. And he was just going in there thinking, okay, I've heard about this place. Why was he there? Uh, I do think he has a residence in Jupiter. Okay. And Jupiter itself is not, like, there is a part of it that's really nice. There's no not nice part of West Palm Beach. Yeah. West Palm Beach is fucking, you can feel it the second you cross in. I'm surprised. It's Moneyville. That Jupiter is like. Tiger and Robert Kraft live place that's got shitty parts. Yeah. Shitty and not like in the ghetto sense, but shitty yeah. in just the like extremely ama- average American shopping yeah, center with fast food on. restaurants. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think that's about all I got. Uh, the boat ride was amazing, but we, you know, that's kind of just like uh, we did it, you know. Uh, in- intensely jealous about the boat ride. Yeah, you know, I never even really thought about it. What well, I would love to go 150. On the water. I told them, I was like, man, I've never been like 90 on land. Really? Maybe 90. I mean, staying went up to 110 without any problems. I don't, well, the problem is, is that I don't, I fear death. I do not. From that sort of crash. But this dude inspired ultimate confidence. Yeah. I mean, he was like the master of his, of his craft. And he was not, you know, if he dies doing that, it's going to be in a race. Yeah. It's going to be on the ocean, not on fucking completely placid Biscayne Bay. Yeah. But they described it best, which was once we crossed under the bridge and he turned around and gave us a thumbs up, it felt like, because there was no other boats on the bay past that point. That's beautiful. It felt like we left this planet. God damn, that's great. And then when we stopped and came back and went back through, it felt like the portal has opened back up. Yeah. We were, we were attaining speed, to, which I've never felt anything close to. And then when Saroy did the math and figured out it was... It's just like doing that in Granbury would be very tight. To do yeah. it like in the like most luxurious stretch of beach like that America fucking has, like surrounded on all sides by beautiful skyscrapers. Like, what a fucking day. Yeah. The skyscraper part was cool, but once you get out there, you can't... Because I kept trying to find an object to look at to yeah. have the perception. Couldn't do it. Well, it was gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was gone. So Roy figured it out to 260 feet a second. Fuck. So basically a football field per second. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
That's great. Yeah. It was really, really cool, man. So if it's my only one, it was a good one. I mean, you know, like, uh, no, no, no question. It's the only one. Like I would, I would anticipate that like everyone listening to this, like all of us combined, like probably will not have an opportunity, right? Like it's, it's a pretty rare thing. To I just it. meant the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. In general. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I've heard a lot of complaints lot of over the years the of people Bowl. being like, oh yeah, this is a, you know, this, this town sucks or this hotel. Yeah, I mean, sucks. there's, there's Jacksonville Super Bowls and there's Miami Super Bowls. Right. Like, right. I I really I one of the better Bill Simmons ideas is I don't even know what you would have as the fourth uh, but I would say like the now the new L A stadium's about to be open like just L A New Orleans Miami if you don't hold it anywhere other than that I think that's great yeah we don't really deserve one I mean you know if 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 fucking uh, Minneapolis is getting looped into this shit then by fucking Houston then. You're goddamn right we deserve one. But I think that they should just only have it in Miami, New Orleans, and Los Angeles. Man, I'd love to go to one of New Orleans. I mean, any of those. Like, those those are the three funnest cities. I mean, I don't know. You know. There's other cities that are also fun. You know, like, I like Austin a lot. But it's just not really a Super Bowl right. kind of place. Although I would love to see a Super Bowl at DKR. <laughs> they, uh, they had yeah, one at Stanford Stadium. In the 80s. Stanford Stadium? Yeah. Which, you know, at the time was not drastically different. Santa Clara's just had theirs, right? Yeah. Okay. That was Super Bowl 50. You know that it's, yeah, Minneapolis is in the mix. Now, Indy's probably still going to get another run. I don't know. That's all I got. Um, Specifically because now I have a bit of an uncomfortable task (laughs) to engage in. Gotta wipe dog shit off a dog. All right, we'll go see if your kids beat mine up yet. All right. Girl dead. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.